What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It is Friday, and you know what that means. If you are a longtime listener of the show, you know I'm always bringing in a marketer that is bringing the insights, bringing the knowledge, and I am bringing in someone from the community. I am joined by Mizuma Memen. She is a freelance content marketer, and she is someone who I've been following on Twitter for some time. We've had some interactions. She is a part of the Beta Creator Pages group. I love what she's doing doing over there using that page to level up and get in front of new audiences. I have her on the pod to talk about the importance of product-led content, what it is, how it can impact your organization, and get your audience to understand the solutions you provide in a way that is strategic, in a way that is helpful. There is a ton to unpack in this one. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend you are enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am excited about this conversation. It is with someone who I met online. It seems like most of the guests that I have on the show, it's some interaction in a community um, LinkedIn or Twitter. I think I met Mazuma on Twitter. I, I believe that's uh, where we got connected, traded some DMs, and I've been following her content for quite some time. But without further ado, today we're going to be talking about how to create product-led content that resonates. And I am joined by Masuma Memen, who is a freelance writer for B2B SaaS companies. Masuma, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How have you been? I cannot complain any break in the action where I get to talk to another marketer about um, how you're operating and how you're um, creating and building content is always a good day in my books. Agreed. Same, same likewise. <laughs> uh, maybe before we jump into kind of the topic, if you want to give listeners some bit, a bit of background on you and kind of types of companies you work with and maybe the, some of the services that you provide to those companies? Right, sure. So I have been freelance writing for about five years now and mainly working in the B2B SaaS and e-commerce niches. So I help them basically with long form content that's research back and it's written in a sense that it resonates with the audience and engages them, of course. So some of the companies that I have worked with include GoSchedule, Databox, ConvertFlow, and uh, similar. So most of the SaaS names out there, I, I, either they are my ideal dream client I want to work with, or I have already worked with them. Well, hopefully we've got some of your dream clients out there listening and they can hear how you approach product-led content and they give you a, a shout after this one. One more question before I jump in here. I would love to know it just, I, I talk with a lot of content marketers and, you know, the, the space is so fluid. People move around to different companies. And when you move to a different company, you have to understand a new audience and understand how you're going to communicate with them through content. You're someone who's um, likely working uh, with several different companies at the same time with different audiences. Uh, I'd love to kind of understand what your process is to maybe get up to speed on what one of your clients' audiences care about so you know what kind of content to create. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm going to give, uh, there are basically three things at work over here. First of all, I would credit to my clients. I work with people who have content strategies and documented content press processes in place. So when they're reaching out to me, they have a good grip on who their audience is, what interests them, and they typically have a knowledge base or some sort of a research that, a resource that can help me understand their product. 
That's one. And then there is uh, me studying a lot of their blog content already available and studying their product so that I can get a grip, which is why I ask all of my new clients to give me a demo of their product so I can get an idea of what it actually can do and which kind of allows me to include all the uh, relevant product features in the content that I am creating. That's two. And third, I think what needs to be credited over here is the fact that I work with clients on the long haul. So I have retainer clients. And once uh, we start working together on a pilot project, after that, we work on a handful of more projects. And with each project that we do, I get a stronger grip on their product and I can write better for them and uh, personally shout for them for their product and tell how it actually can help the target market. So it's these three things that help working long-term with people, having documented processes and um, buyer personas and strategies in place. And then the writer, that is me, taking the time to study the product as well as the product's audience. I love it. And I love the concept of asking for a demo before you work with a client. I think that makes a ton of sense and might be a good segue into the topic today about product-led content. I think for so long in B2B SaaS, when we would think or see content marketing, it would be from the lens of very feature functionality centric brands putting their product up front and kind of pitching through their content. And I think kind of modern day marketing doesn't really support that. And it really feels like we understand at this point that doing that will kind of uh, fall on deaf ears and your content ended up, won't end up uh, resonating. I think there's a creative way to approach how you market your product. And I think that's what we're going to talk to today. So maybe as we dive into it, maybe share with the audience from your perspective, kind of what is this idea of product-led content? Okay. So basically product-led content is not pitching your product in the content. It's subtly mentioning a feature or two within the narrative that you have for your piece. So it's educational, con- product-led content is basically educational content, but it mentions your product your product features, not the product itself, but the one or two product features that are relevant to what the problem that the reader is searching for and it could possibly help them. That's one. And two, that is a, the second point that is really important over here is that you don't just slip in a mention of the feature. No, you take the time to briefly explain how the feature can actually help. This not only helps you educate your audience, but it also helps them understand how your product works. So they might be able to, you know, give it a shot or if you're able to convince them with it. And it's not necessary that one product-led content, one product-led piece is going to convert them, but you obviously need a lot more. And I think all the content marketers know very well that you need to make a handful of impressions before you can convert users. So we all as kind of marketing or product marketing um, individuals understand like what features and functionalities, what parts of the product that we want to launch, that we want to communicate to the market. But I think sometimes we don't necessarily map those um, new features or features we want our audience to know about to themes we talk about in our in our overall content. And I feel like there maybe is like some fragmentation between content marketing and and product and product marketing. It sounds like product-led content kind of brings these two worlds together. When you're thinking about this, do you you kind of start with, here are the topics that my, my client is talking about, and then let's go kind of figure out which 
feature that we can apply to these topics? Or does it start with the feature and then we go back and look at our topics? Like, Talk to me a little bit about which leads which. Okay, basically, it's you solving your audience's problem. So you're not going to go ahead with, uh, you can possibly go into into understanding what problems your product can solve and creating content on it. But a better way is to see if you can, if the topics that you are keyword researching for can mention your product or are relevant to your product. So what I typically do is when um, a client assigns a piece to me, they assign a topic to me, I ask them to either include it in the brief, uh, the features that they want me to address, or if I've been working with them long-term, even if I'm working with them for the first uh, project together, I will take the time to study the product. And when I create my outline, what I typically do is I don't share drafts right away with my clients. I share an outline with them first. So within the outline, I will mention the features that I think can be included in the product. It's here that they usually give me a heads up, uh, give me a green signal on whether to include this feature or whether I should be. Because when you are mentioning a product like uh, we can possibly include this feature, the person you are talking to is going to get inspiration and and they're going to feel like, yeah, maybe, but we can include another feature over here also. So they can share more ideas once you give them some ideas. So that's typically my process. I love it. And then maybe like share the, you know, I feel like you've got this, this thought leadership type content, or, you know, maybe as the market calls it top of the funnel content, and then you've got product-led content, which kind of maybe is that next level once you've you know built the trust and the relationship with your audience to get them to understand what your business can offer. Maybe like, what? how do you view like the differences be- between the two? And if there's more stages or types of companies or types of content, feel free to talk to that. But just want to make sure it's clear to the audience that's listening, they understand kind of the differences between top of funnel and product-led. Okay, so basically you can have product-led content in the top of funnel content also, but I would recommend that you create a mix of educational content, which is not product-led content, and the product-led content pieces also. So let me just start off with explaining the difference between product-led content and educational content. So I've mentioned previously that product-led content is educational content, but educational content is not product-led content. And the point is you need both. So first, product-led content features your product, but it's not necessary that you go all in into explaining how your feature alone can solve a problem, right? You can mention other solutions also. So you're basically educating your audience, except the difference is the fact that they might be top of the funnel, but their journey with your brand is different. So they might be people who are already aware of your brand and they are then reading your post. That's one. And then there is educational content, which is strictly focused on brand awareness and brand building. So it will help you create content loyalists. So these will be people, basically what this educational content does, it it, help, it gives you an opportunity to consistently leave lasting impressions on your audience. So once you have them, the people turn into loyalists, they know, they, they get familiar with your brand, they read more and more of your stuff, they will eventually pivot toward re- reading more of your product-led content. That's where you start educating your audience about your product. But I wouldn't say that there is strict difference between educational content being uh, top of the funnel content and product-led content being middle of the funnel content. No, I wouldn't say that. Why? Because some it depends on who is reading your piece. If it's someone who is aware of your uh, brand, they would be okay to read with product-led content. And if there's someone who are not familiar with you, even 
they would be comfortable with reading product-led content provided it's not too heavy on the product side and it's based, it's solving their problem. I love the clarification there and the explanation. Uh, maybe just on this note, is there a, a difference in your eyes and this might be a little outside the scope of how you work with clients. Maybe it is inside, but like just the delivery or the distribution of those different types of content on like once they're created, how uh, those brands are going to or should deliver those educational and product-led content to their audience. Is there any difference with the, the how behind that from a distribution perspective? Not really. I don't think there's a lot of difference over there. Because you want to be distributing all the content that you create. So don't shy away from distributing all the pieces that you're creating, whether that's educational content or it's product-led content. Say if you were to create a piece on um, how your uh, distribution software is helping other people, right? You're sharing it on LinkedIn. Now, you there's no point of sharing one sort of content on LinkedIn and not sharing the other one because some of the people in your audience, say myself, I already know what you do and how you work. So I would be open to reading product-led content. And some of the people in your audience might not be aware of what you do. Uh, so they will be okay with both educational content as well as product-led content because they would one discover what your product does within the content or if it's educational content they will become more familiar with your brand to see more of your logo so they, you'd be turning them into content loyalists i love it and now where do you see most brands going wrong when it comes to product led content yeah so basically i see what i see going wrong is when you're creating it's the cta's that typically go wrong the call to action that you have within the piece so what happens is people are what i see them doing is they're either including the wrong cta's within the piece or they're positioning it wrong or they're sharing way too many cta's so let's talk about it one by one if we're talking about positioning it at the end or let's talk about the wrong CTS first. If it's educational content that you're creating, you don't want to link to your product. The biggest mistake that I see brands do is they'd be giving educational content and then they would be like, sign up for our product. Why would anybody who is reading your content for the purposes of education just suddenly sign up for your product and they haven't even learned one bit of how your product works? So that's one. And then there's uh, the CTS positioning that goes wrong with Product-led content, I feel you can include CTAs to sign up within the piece itself. It's not necessary that you get the reader to read till the end. You can, but it has to be subtle. For example, I was creating this piece for a client and it was basically purely uh, top of the funnel educational content on evergreen um, content. That was the topic. And what I did was I mentioned one feature really briefly of how they can help them, uh, their readers. And what I did was I included in the bracket that it's free m dash give it a try so it's within the bracket it's really subtle it's not pushing people and it's free is um, i think a power word enough to convince people to give it a shot so if what they're reading from me is already giving them value and then they see that this particular feature from the brand that they're reading is going to help them they might give it a try or they might if they're not going to give it a try they might just explore it which is the first step to getting people to convert to using your product. So there are two of these problems cleared. And then the third one is when people put in a lot of product CTS within the piece. And this applies to specifically to uh, products who have a lot of solutions that they offer. So for example, if there's a company that offers a social media scheduler, and then they offer an agency management software, and then they offer a social media listening tool, and then they throw, all, throw in CTS for all of these tools within one piece. 
the problem over here is that if you're going to do that, you're going to confuse the reader. They're going to ask you, what is it that you actually do? And instead of putting in the effort to understand you, I think one or two people might do that, might put in the effort to figure out what exactly you do if they have, if you have enough of their interest. Otherwise, others, they might just, you know, run away thinking that, okay, I don't know, this, this, this uh, product is just too much for me to handle. And so they're not going to convert. So this is the third and final mistake that I notice a lot of people doing. This is so good. I don't hear enough people talking about the ways to apply CTAs with the right type of content. I want to ask you, Mizuma, if if we're not supposed to, which I agree, it seems like the default is always, regardless of type of content we're creating, it's always, you know, request demo CTA, which sometimes it's just a thought leadership type piece and we're doing that and there's a disconnect. On a thought leadership type of piece of content that's not product-led, what would you recommend instead of like a product question or a product CTA as a kind of call to action? Yeah, see what's relevant. It's not necessary that every piece is a call to action. Sometimes it's just okay to just tell them that, you know, I shared this. Now you tell us our story. Uh, you can, uh, you know, t- tell us your story. So you can do that. But I would basically recommend that you lead people to other relevant content. So capture them within your content funnel, get them to read more of the stuff that you are creating. I love this point because I, as a reader myself, I have done a lot of reading on one single blog just because the article, the blog that I was reading was leading me to different pieces. They were either internally linked within the content or they had the CTA that if you want to dive deep into this uh, topic, we have an advanced guide in, in addition to the beginner guide that you just finished. So lead them to read more of your content, turn them into your content fans. Some really good stuff there on calls to action. I know I'm taking notes. A lot of good stuff there. Let's talk about just how to get started. If someone's listening to this and someone's focusing in on um, more educational, more thought leadership content, and then now kind of wants to dive into some product-led content, how, how would you recommend that those content creators get started? Okay, so um, I would suggest that you talk to your product team and understand what product, what problems your product is is solving for your audience. At the same time, talk to your audience. You either talk to your customers, paying customers, talk to uh, people you think they are your target market, read customer reviews, and then do some keyword research to understand the sort of questions that people are asking. So for example, let's say we have a DIY design tool as an example over here, and they are searching for keywords that people are probably searching for on Google, right? So one of them could be how to create an infographic. It's an easy to target product-led piece that, and that a DIY design tool can create. So the first step is noting down the problems that your audience is facing, possible content ideas that you can create to solve those problems and then seeing how or which features you can include. And it's not necessary because if you find that an idea is really strongly audience resonating and you find that your customer says that this is going to be really helpful for them, it's okay to just target it as educational content. It doesn't have to be product-led content all the time. Once you're done with the content ideas, the pieces that you have, you basically have a content calendar ready, you need to start creating content around it. Here, you have two angles that you can approach product-led content with. One is you create content, you create a piece that is completely product-focused where you share your product as the only solution that your reader needs. And then there's this other angle that you can take where you're offering various solutions to your reader, including 
your solution. So your solution is one of the solutions that your readers can try, not the only solution. These are two different angles that you can try. Now you'd say one is better than the other, uh, one is better than the other. Yes, I am sort of a fan of uh, taking the angle where you are sharing your solution, your tool as one of the solutions and letting your audience decide for it. But you basically need both sorts of uh, product-led angles. Why I say this is because it depends on where your audience is on their journey with your brand. Are they aware of who you are? If they are aware of uh, aware of who you are, they'd love to know how your product can totally help with it. But if they're not uh, aware of who you are and they're just looking for a handful of solutions, they would love, it would be great if you could introduce them to your tool as one of the solutions. And then you also need to look at the intent or is the reader ready to um, understand how your product works to call the shots in your favor? Or are they searching just like I said, just for uh, searching for a handful of solutions? You need to understand whether uh, who your target audience is for the piece and what they are looking for in a piece. This is all really good feedback and some next level stuff. Hopefully everyone out there who's listening take is taking notes. Maybe let's close it out with this. I'd love to understand a little bit about maybe some uh, results or use cases um, that you've worked on or seen just based on product-led content. What can inspire people to get started and what kind of maybe some results or best practices once they get started? Yeah, so I think there are um, three examples that I can share with you. There's first one is Trello. They do really good with product-led content. What they do is they would uh, very naturally weave their Trello boards. These are Kanban-style project management uh, boards that they would weave into the narrative and tell people how they can use their Boat, their project manager to do something. But where they really shine is that they bring real life customer stories. So I, I read one of the pieces on their blog where their team lead used Trello to plan her holiday shopping. So uh, she just within the blog, she shared how she used Trello to do that. So I think that was one of the best examples of product-led content that I have seen. And for the Trello blog itself, I used I use Trello for commitment packs. It's basically a productivity tactic. So what the piece that I wrote for them, it was product-led, including all the screenshots of how I was using the Trello board to create my commitment packs. So what really stands out to me in this example is they don't just create product-led content, but they bring out real-life user stories, which not only build, builds trust with their readers, but it also shows them the different ways they can use the tool. So that's one. And then there is Zapier. They have they, they don't what they do good is they have a very healthy blend of educational content and product-led content so they have they would either uh, subtly share how their tool can help while they're explaining uh, talking about other uh, tools right or they're creating educational content where they're talking about how for example how to delete trello boats now there is no need there there is no way that zapier is relevant over here and they're not mentioning themselves over here but this still created because they want to position themselves as an authority on everything apps related. So they are so, so whenever a reader is reading, they will not only read their content and understand what Zapier does, but also see them as the leader in the industry when it comes to getting educational content on how to use applications or how to do something or uh, so on with an app, for example, Trello. 
So that's two. And then third great one is Ahrefs. They are really good at sharing product-led content. It's basically what they do is they would walk through each feature. They would help you create. They're basically an SEO tool. So they will educate you on how to create an SEO strategy using features in their tool. The best part is they do it really well by sharing it how, by showing how to do it. So they're not telling it, they're showing it which is uh, with help of um, annotated screenshots. So the reader itself, like if, if I were to talk about myself, I feel like without even using that tool, I can tell how to use that tool. So that's how good their educational product-led content is. They are always an example that is brought up in most of these conversations, which tells you they're doing something right from a content perspective. This was, uh, this was awesome. I learned a ton. Hopefully everyone out there did too. Um, Mizuma, where can people, if they want to learn more from you about product-led content or want to get in touch to talk with you about how they, they should be thinking about it, their business, what's the best place to get a hold of you? And also feel free to plug anything else here. This is a marketing podcast. Yes, I'm always available on Twitter and LinkedIn. Other than that, I have a content newsletter, which is called the Content Workshop. So if anybody wants to learn more about product-led content or storytelling in content or just what makes ridiculously good content, then you're welcome to join there. Awesome. We will put all the links in the show notes. I'm sure there are other topics along the way that we can dive into. So we'll have to get you back on the show. Thank you so much, Mizuma. I learned a ton. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. We talked about product positioning and product marketing on Monday's episode. Mizuma's conversation really has me thinking about how we can make bring this to life at the Jews. So I'm learning something. Hopefully you're learning something too. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Have a good weekend and make it count.